The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got it for you right here, powered by SP Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. And coming up, we're going to hear a happier tone this week as uh, we hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz in the moments following the Eagles' dramatic 23-17 victory over the Giants in overtime on Monday Night Football. And then you'll hear from Doug Peterson uh, in his day after news conference, which of course took place on Tuesday afternoon following that huge Eagles victory. It looked really bleak there for a while, but the birds come out on top. And before we get to all that, let me give you my three things about uh, the Eagles game on Monday night. And actually, more to the point, moving forward, because yes, this was an important win. The Eagles had to have this win. They looked dead in the water. I was all prepared to come on here and scream bloody murder. But at the end of the day, Carson Wentz and the Eagles pulled it out. Tremendous performance by Carson Wentz in this game. Have some insane numbers to give you uh, about him coming up in just a second. But the next three weeks, none of this matters if they lose to Washington on Sunday. And none of this matters if they lose Week 16 against the Cowboys and then if they lose in the season finale against the Giants again. But you can only take these games one at a time. And so uh, we'll get to some injury stuff here at the end of uh, my little rant because uh, the injury situation is looking a little bit bleak. But first, let's dig into the numbers a little bit. And for the first time since this rivalry began in 1933, over 173 games, this is the first time the Eagles have ever held the series lead. 86 and 85 with two ties now in their series against the New York Giants. Last night was the Birds' seventh straight win on Monday Night Football against the Giants, going all the way back to 1980. That's the longest winning streak by any team against another team in Monday night football history. That's a crazy stat. Now, if it feels like the Eagles never score overtime touchdowns, if it seems like that was something a little out of the ordinary last night, because I couldn't remember the last time the Eagles scored a touchdown in overtime, you're not crazy. It's only happened four times before Monday night. Back in 1985, one of the greatest plays in team history, Mike Quick's 99-yard catch from Ron Jaworski against the Falcons in overtime. Uh, One year later, Randall Cunningham ran for a one-yard touchdown against the Raiders in 1988. So three years, like this happened uh, three times in four years. Uh, The dramatic uh, play at the end of a Giants game at the Meadowlands. This doesn't really get included amongst the Miracle at the Meadowlands. But at the time, I think most of us were calling it Miracle at the Meadowlands Part 2, was the Clyde Simmons 15-yard blocked field goal that got returned for a touchdown against New York. A huge victory in that 1988 season that saw the Eagles win the division for the first time in what was like 
20 years or whatever it was. And then in 2015, Jordan Matthews caught a 41-yard touchdown catch from Sam Bradford against the Cowboys, and that was the last time the Eagles had scored an overtime touchdown. And Carson Wentz finally had a game where he was in rhythm, and players actually made plays for him. And not only players, players from the practice squad were making more plays than the regulars. I'm going to get into the practice squad guys here in just a second. But on Carson, a miserable first half. 11 for 19 for 97 yards, battling the elements. Alshon Jeffrey goes out in the second quarter with a foot injury. He loses Lane Johnson to a high ankle sprain. The Eagles offense is doing absolutely nothing. And then in the second half, he goes 22 for 31 for 228 yards and two touchdown passes. In the second half and overtime, that's the fourth most passing yards in the second half slash overtime in a game in Wentz's career. It's the most he's ever had in a win. He threw for 195 yards in the fourth quarter in overtime alone. It was his fifth career, fourth quarter overtime comeback, but his first walk-off. And the Eagles had been 0-3 in overtime games in Carson's career since 2016, but he'd only touched the ball in one of those three losses. And the other two... The opponent went down and scored touchdowns when they got the ball first. When they got the ball first, so when the Eagles won the toss last night, didn't it just feel like they were going to go down the field and score? First time I can remember feeling that way about an Eagles team since at some point last year, but certainly not this year, where you just knew they had all the momentum and they were going to go down and they were going to score at least a field goal. But I really felt they won that toss; they're going to score a touchdown. They had so much momentum going for them, winning the toss. Maybe, and I joked about it on Twitter. I tweeted out. This is what starts the Super Bowl run when they when they flip the coin. But you know what? Something as simple as dumb 50-50 luck. Going down, getting the opening toss, not even letting Eli Manning luck his way into an overtime touchdown. You know, because that could have happened. They, they could have scored on a, a long pass on a broken coverage or something like that and, and scored a touchdown. That's happened to, to the Eagles this year. Uh, but Eagles won the coin toss, go down and score the touchdown. Uh, It's one of the biggest wins of Carson Wentz's career, a signature win for him. A lot of fans had been complaining that he hadn't elevated his teammates. Well, he elevated his teammates last night, if that's even a thing, and it's not a thing. So for the narrative, it helped. For sure, it helped. Carson Wentz did something that fans have wanted him to do, put the team on his back, and Doug Peterson said it was his best game as a pro because of the way he put the team on his back in bad conditions and led them down to those three second-half touchdowns that eventually won the game for the Birds over the Giants. According to Ruben Frank, Carson now has 3,165 passing yards this year. He needs to average 251 in his final three games to break the franchise record of 3,916 in a season set by Donovan McNabb in 2008. Seems pretty reasonable to think that Wentz is going to hit 4,000 yards passing this year. He threw two touchdowns to Zach Ertz. He now has 30 touchdown passes to tight ends since the start of 2017. That's tied with Russell Wilson for most in the NFL. Talking about Zach Ertz, he became the first Eagles player with multiple touchdowns in the fourth quarter or overtime of a game since Brian Westbrook in 2004 against Washington. If Ertz catches eight more balls this season, he'll have more catches by any tight end in NFL history in his first seven seasons. Jason Witten holds that record with 523, Ertz at 516. This was such a character win for this team, and I, I think I think this goes a lot lo- a, a lot further for this team's confidence level to win a game like that. It's the first time they've come back to win after trailing by two touchdowns or more in the second half since week two against the Colts back in 2014. The, the Eagles had lost 19 straight games when they had trailed by two touchdowns or more in the second half before last night. This is the type of win that instills confidence 
in Carson Wentz's teammates for him. If Carson had lost the locker room, if that is something that had happened to to some degree, maybe he got it back on Monday night. Because this is the kind of win that Nick Foles has authored the last couple of seasons. One of those wins that make his teammates believe that he's magic, that he's some kind of deity. When, when he's not, he's just, he had players step up for him, Nick Foles did in those, in, in those seasons. And Carson Wentz last night had players step up and make plays. And the, and the play calling helped. Doug Peterson finally got into a rhythm with Carson Wentz, going up tempo, letting Carson improvise a little bit, letting him move out of the pocket. This is what we've been, this is what we've been calling for because he doesn't have the players around him to work inside the Doug Peterson scheme. You know, Doug Peterson and Frank Reich did an amazing job in 2017 scheming things up to accentuate Nick Foles' strengths. He hadn't been doing that with Carson Wentz given the talent that he had around him. Finally last night, out of desperation because he absolutely had to, they do it. And Carson Wentz has his best game since 2017. Since that Rams game, this was, I thought it was Carson Wentz's best game since that Rams game where he blew out his knee. So maybe going into next season, this is he can Carson Wentz, this can be a springboard over this last month of the season. And whether they get to the playoffs or not, if Carson Wentz can have a couple more games like this where he looks like this, where he can, where he can work with almost nothing at his disposal and make this team function, everybody's going to have a much better feeling going into 2020. And hey, maybe you get a playoff appearance out of it. Maybe you get a playoff appearance out of it. You certainly, if you get the get to the playoffs, get a home playoff game. And if you can somehow find a way to win that game and you get to the second round and you get Deshaun Jackson back, all bets are off offensively. That's what you're playing for here. That's what you're hoping for. And you're hoping that the second thing continues to can continues to move forward, and that is that the practice squad guys continue to perform. We're seeing the importance of a practice squad. I mean, at one point last night with Alshon getting hurt, Lane getting hurt, Miles Sanders was in the locker room. You had Boston Scott and Jay Ajayi at running back. You had Greg Ward, Ortega Whiteside as the only wide receivers. You had Josh Perkins, a tight end, playing some wide receiver. Obviously, you don't want your practice squad players to outplay the guys you're paying big money to, but those guys outperformed Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar last night. Boston Scott, Greg Ward, Josh Perkins... All practice squad guys, and when you combine what they did along with Arthago Whiteside's production, they combined for 228 yards of offense in all. Almost all of that in the second half, in clutch time, in a must-win game, trailing by two touchdowns in bad weather. Scott looked amazing out there. He looked electric. I don't know that he's going to be able to replicate this again, but what you saw from him was not a fast guy, but an elusive guy. We haven't seen a guy like that on the, on the field for the Eagles all season long. Somebody who can make a guy miss in space. And Doug Peterson figured out a way to get Boston Scott in space last night. Swing passes. The screen was beautiful last night. The screen game was working fantastic. That's what they need to do with with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. But Boston Scott had more scoot to him. He had more missability to him than Miles Sanders does. At least right now. Miles Sanders did some good up the, up the middle running last night, too. But I, I, Boston Scott has to have a role in this offense moving forward. And I don't know what that role is going to be when Jordan Howard comes back. He moves to a number three running back, but they have got to find ways to get him in space and let him be the next Darren Sproles. He's not, he probably almost certainly will not be Darren Sproles, but he has a similar skill set that they can use. And maybe he can be a Corey Clement in 2017, that kind of production from Boston Scott. He electrified the offense on Monday night. That's what they needed. They needed a spark, and Boston Scott was a spark for Carson Wentz. And it it, it, it seemed to feed on everybody else. I mean, 
what Boston Scott did, seventh Eagles running back since 1991 with at least 128 scrimmage yards on 16 or fewer touches. That's that's hard to do. And you had Arthega White, Arthega Whiteside making a huge ca- catch down the sideline. Probably the best catch in Eagles receivers made this year. At a critical juncture, maybe that gives him confidence moving forward. Maybe more importantly, it gives Wentz confidence to throw him more of those types of passes. For Peterson to send him out on more of those types of routes. Over the shoulder stuff. 50-50 balls. I, I heard Ben Solak calling them nine roots. That's his specialty, not West Coast offense. And he's going to probably get better at that. But that's what you've got to do with Arthago Whiteside right now. And don't overlook the impact of Josh Perkins, who was incredibly important last night with all of the injuries that went down at wide receiver. The fact that they could take this tight end off the practice squad and give him reps at wide receiver, and he could be productive out there. He could actually be a reasonable target for Carson Wentz, a guy who caught the football, got a little separation. That was huge. Now look, the Giants' defense stinks. But the Washington defense isn't a whole lot better. So this, and, and Dallas is, uh, Dallas's defense has not played well lately, although they are markedly better than Washington and New York. But I don't know that these guys are ever going to be able to do this again. Maybe it was just a one-night thing when, when, when everything started working in their favor and teams don't have any, any film on Boston Scott or any tendencies to go to with any of these guys. But the practice squad guys came up huge. The importance, you see why teams spend so much time and energy on their practice squad. It's important. And it's such a hard job. They got to be ready to go at a moment's notice. I mean, they're practicing all week, but they've got to be ready to go in case something happens. And all of those guys performed and gave Carson Wentz his, frankly, they gave him since week one his best supporting cast last night. That was the best Carson Wentz's supporting cast has looked, and it was practice squad guys. So now the last thing here before we get to the get to the news conferences, and this is kind of the depressing part as we move past Monday night. The Eagles just might be too injured to win the NFC East at this point. Lane Johnson is going to be week-to-week with a high ankle sprain. You'll hear Doug Peterson talk a little bit more about that uh, coming up and uh, what the Eagles plan to do in order to mitigate that or to find a a fill-in for him. Uh, But what's really hurting this team now is at wide receiver. Alshon Alshon Jeffrey's uh, ankle injury is, uh, according to Peterson, significant. Looks like he's going to be out for the year. So now you've got Alshon out for the year. You've got Deshaun Jackson out for the year. Aguilar's status is still up in the air for Sunday. So you could go into Sunday against Washington with Greg Ward and Ortega Whiteside as your wide receivers. And and Josh Perkins probably playing a lot of wide receiver too. And you'll, you'll put Zach Ertz at wide receiver. And they'll line up Miles Sanders in the slot some too. I mean, they're going to have to get creative with using running backs and tight ends as wide receivers from here on out. They'll probably call up some guys from the practice squad. They have Robert Johnson... Uh, Mark and Michelle, Marcus Green, all on the practice squad. Those guys will probably get a lot of reps this week. Maybe they bring back Jordan Matthews, although I'd just rather, I'd just assume leave Jordan Matthews on the street, man. See, you know, maybe you bring him up for depth just in case Ortega Whiteside gets hurt or something like that. But let some of these other guys, let Mark and Michelle get more touches than than Jordan Matthews. I don't I don't need to see any more from, from Matthews at this point. Uh, there was a little concern because Greg Ward and Ortega Whiteside looked like they got banged up a little bit in the game on Monday night, but they are apparently okay. No matter what happens, though, from here on out, with Alshon Jeffrey being hurt for the season, Nelson Aguilar is your number one wide receiver. He's your number one wide receiver from this point on this season. Uh, unless you can get to the second round of the playoffs and, Desha- and Deshaun comes back, it's Aguilar. He's your number one receiver when he's healthy, and that's kind of depressing. So they may not they may not have enough bullets in order to keep firing here in the NFC East. It's really helpful they get Washington on Sunday, and the Cowboys are imploding. Um, so they could very easily lose to the Rams on Sunday, and that would give the Eagles a leg up. But they, they need to win out. The Eagles need to win these three games. It's, it's, there are scenarios where if they lose, they can still make the playoffs, but it's, 
exceedingly difficult. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and head to the podiums and we'll hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. And then we'll hear from Doug Peterson again up next here on At The Podium. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You know, uh, trust the process, stay the course. It didn't look pretty, obviously, early in this game. And, and uh, to, to, to hang together is something we talked about this week is, is hanging together, and they did that. And so uh, the guys are very, very excited. Doug, I know, you say, Doug, I know it's a team win, win but... Doug, I know it's a team win, but what do you think this meant for Carson's long-term development to lead that fourth quarter comeback? I think it's I think it's great. I think it could be uh, the the start of hopefully many many fourth quarter uh, you know comeback type uh, wins for him. And um, just you know, again, it, it, to me, this was this was a big team win today. Um, our defense played played outstanding. A lot of our young players really stepped up and had impact you know impacts in this football game. Um, Carson obviously was a big part of that. And uh, he had an impact, but great team effort today. Um, and then credit, uh, really credit the defense for keeping us in there. What did you say to your team at halftime when you're down 17 3? Anything, anything special you just told them? To Not really. Um, everybody kind of understood what was going on, you know, and it was just a matter of pride. You know, we just had to, we just had to just kind of, kind of figure it out, you know, and, and uh, defense again did a great job in the second half, really. Uh, uh, kind of shutting everything down, you know, for them and giving the offense opportunities. And, uh, again, we struggled offensively to start the third quarter, uh, but then kind of got into a little bit of a hurry-up tempo and, and uh, got into a rhythm and, and scored those three scores. Down to a simple emotion like that sometimes? It's just yeah. a matter of pride. It is. It just comes down to that, quite honestly. It's just it's just a want to, a will, a uh, desire, you know, um, and, and and that's what that's what I saw at halftime from the guys, you know. Just uh, um, were they embarrassed where they were? Yeah, I mean they, they were talking. I could hear them talking, and you know, at halftime, I could hear them, you know, defense and offense. They were talk- they were, but they were encouraging each other. That was the thing about it. It was it was not a. You guys think I'm crazy, but it's not a it's not a shouting match in there. You know, we're not throwing stuff and getting getting all up in arms at each other. We're we're coming together. We're figuring it out. We're putting a solution together. You know, we talked about, hey, defense, big possession to start, you know, three and out, and they did. And uh, offensively, it, it took us a few series, but uh, we, we finally got it going, and it's just a matter of that. Well, we were trying to get Nelly, uh, obviously, to the game, and, and it, just, it was just unfortunate. We just didn't kind of run out of time. So, um, 
you know, we had Perk, uh, who's been working, and, and Perk really is a, a versatile, you know, he's listed as a tight end, but uh, he can play a, a slot receiver, so we kind of rotated him in there with the, with the other two tight ends tonight. Did you do anything with Carson the second half to get him going? I mean, obviously, first half and second half were different. Yeah, I mean, what was it? I mean, the, the the weather was probably a little nastier in the first half. I mean, the rain the rain stopped in the second, but um, you know, I, I think for us too, and and for him, just kind of getting getting into some tempo a little bit offensively, just kind of no huddle, um, just lining up and playing, and you know, just just kind of you know using that to our advantage. I think uh, really really settled him into this game and uh, had a tremendous second half. A couple of guys said that. Uh, Guys this week were a little ornery, whatever you want to get out. Guys got pissed off at times. Is that a, do you see that? And do you think maybe that's a good thing? Maybe that's what we need right now? You know, I, I think, um, you know, listen, it, it, we hadn't won a game since our bye up until tonight. And and so guys are disappointed. Guys are mad. Guys are frustrated. I'm frustrated, you know. Uh, and and so, you know, it, it sometimes it kind of, kind of flushes out some things, you know, during the week. And, and, uh, we, we had a, we had a really good week of practice and, and, and the guys, I could really see the guys kind of turn a corner from the standpoint of coming together as a football team. And, you know, especially this time of the year, uh, we're in, we're into that last month of the season and, and we know what's in front of us. We know what's at stake and, uh, the guys do. And, and, um, uh, it, it was a good week. You had some guys who had, you know, rough years. My tie comes in and plays well. Perkins, who hasn't been, you know, included very much, plays very well. Sidney Jones, you had to use him in the fourth quarter, and he's been buried. You know, he got you, he got you off the field right after school got hurt. Can you talk about the, I guess the, uh, the preparedness of those guys to do what they did today compared compared maybe with other other instances? Yeah, I mean, you, you could just go down the list. I mean, you had JJ, you had Greg Ward, you had Perk, you had Boston Scott on offense, Sydney on defense. I mean, guys just really, um, you know, Big B stepped in. I mean, guys, the, some of our younger players really, really had an impact and did have an impact because, um, and, and I credit, uh, obviously, I, I give a lot of credit to the coaching staff too, you know, for preparing these guys and, and get them prepared during the week. It's not easy for, a young player, especially at our receiver positions, for Greg to play an X and then a Z and JJ to go back and forth. And that's what we did in this, this game plan and to move these guys around from different spots. And, that, and that's a credit to the uh, to Carson Walsh and Mike Rowe and the offensive staff for you know having those guys prepared and, and, and ready to go uh, in this game. And then it was up to them, obviously, once they once they took the field to execute and 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 perform and and they and they did they did that well. Without many reps with those guys in particular, Carson seemed to be his most efficient in weeks with guys that he you know doesn't necessarily have a great rapport with just because of the way practices go. Yeah, you know, and, and, and he's we we've we've practiced these guys you know the last couple of weeks. I mean, even when Greg before Greg got promoted to the to the active, even he, he on practice squad, you know, he was working with the, with the starting offense just because we were having to, you know, rest some guys during practice during the week. So uh, Carson's been throwing and working with him and obviously, you know, getting a little more comfortable JJ. And uh, Perk was probably the newest guy, you know, uh, to, to really add to that mix. And um, I just think it's a credit to all of them, honestly, uh, for, for the amount of work that they put in. Uh, again, uh, just just a overall team win tonight and proud of the guys. Well, did you use Boston Scott the way you did and you know he had that in him? 
I did know that he had it in him. Uh, obviously, uh, we saw it in preseason, you know, with some of the explosive runs that he had. And, um, you know, you, you just never know sometimes, you know. I mean, Miles did some great things for us, too. What a, what a great run at the end there. To, you know, really the play was dead. And, and uh, they had the right defense, and Miles, Miles creased it and made it made a couple, you know, tough runs there. And, of course, Boston Boston got in there, a little more change of pace, you know, and you saw the, you saw the quickness and the speed and um, did a great job. You know, so uh, we just gotta gotta find ways to get them all on the field. And I think a lot of credit to Carson. Though. You say it's a team win. He has to drop back fifty-three times. He doesn't have a starting wide receiver, a starting running back, a starting right tackle, and he pulls it out in overtime. So you gotta give the quarterback some credit. A lot of credit. A lot of credit for trusting his guys, uh, for trusting me. You know, from play play call, play design, and you know. Uh, uh, and really trusting, you know, trusting our process, trusting what we're doing, and, and that that's a big credit to him. And and you know, it's not easy when you got that many you know new faces out there playing in a, in a must win game, you know, uh, against a division opponent. I mean, that's that's tough. It's not easy to do. And um, Carson does get a lot of credit, you know. And and, and but at the same time, you know, uh, we made some plays on defense that kept us in there, and and. Uh, uh, you know, we're able to pull it out. Did you save the season tonight, though? It's a start. Uh, we still got three games, you know. Uh, it's a start. We know it's a four-game season, and, and tonight was one. Um, obviously, we got a, we had a great road road test next weekend, and uh, we got to get prepared for, for another another opportunity. Dr. Nelson and Lane, any indication how bad they I'll find out tomorrow. Find out tomorrow and let you know. Okay. Thanks, guys. Swing was this for this team emotionally, standing wise, in all aspects, being down to three and getting a win like this? Yeah, it's huge for us. Um, you know, obviously, we, we realized there was a sloppy game for a while, um, but the way guys just hung, hung tough hung tough and, and stayed together more importantly. And obviously, we dealt with some injuries and some other guys stepping up, making plays, and that was huge. You know, the, you got Perk, you got G Ward, you got JJ, big V's out there. Um, you got guys all over the field, um, Boston Scott, you know, guys stepping up, making plays. And I think that's huge for, for each of those individuals' confidence and ours uh, as an offense, as a team, and each of those guys that they're going to keep making plays. And, and that's big for us. You roll with whoever's out there, but you realize you're facing down a one receiver at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that was just the way it happened, and obviously the injury part of it is unfortunate, and uh, I'm not sure what's going on with some of those guys. You know, I'm going to talk to them here tonight, but um, that's the unfortunate part. But again, like I said earlier, guys stepped up, made plays, and, and that was huge for us. How much do you have guys that playing out of where they typically would play, and, and how much did that require out of you in terms of figuring out where you were going to guys? With yeah. So, I mean, it happened quite a bit. I mean, you go into the game with three receivers, and now you got, you know, Greg Ward's usually in the slot. He's out there playing X receiver. And you got guys moving around. And uh, for me, it was I got no choice but to trust these guys. And, and some of these routes I'd never even rep before in, in those situations, but they stepped up and made plays. You know, they did a great job. And uh, like I said, that's huge for our confidence going forward. Well, when you guys are down 17, maybe the Atlanta game comes to mind. When you get injuries during the game, you have a adjusting. Today you had injuries and you had guys that were less experienced plugging in. What's been the difference? Um, that's a good question. Um, good question. I think tonight um, I, I, I can't really fully answer that. You know, what's the difference? But guys stepped up. You know, that was the biggest thing. Guys stepped up. And uh, we realized our back for, backs were against the ball. You know, and the first half was obviously very ugly. And um, we just stayed together and guys made plays and it was huge for us. You guys were down 17-3. What did you do? 
say anything to your office and you to educate back to that Just keep believing. Keep believing and, and it's time to, to make a decision how, how this is going to define us, you know, tonight. Um, obviously, we, we knew it was not our first half. Yeah, that was a rough one. That was an ugly one. Um, but, you know, we just said, hey, keep believing, keep staying together. Defense is going to take care of their piece, which they did. Um, and, and we were able to do enough offensively to, to get this win. What about the game-winning play? Tell me what you saw. It looked like nobody followed her. Yeah, I'm, I still got to watch the tape. I'm not really sure what happened. I'd, I'd probably cover Ertz in the red zone. Um, I think you know, I think they had some miscommunications there uh, when we brought him in motion. So, um, yeah, that was a sweet way to win. Your, your accuracy in the first half, I'm sure you agree, was, was not perfect. There were low throws, things off yep. the mark. But those last two touchdown drives, I think you only missed two. Did you see something mechanically or fix something mechanically to get that going? No, I think it just, you know, being confident as the game went on, you know, just, just playing confident. And at the same time, guys guys are getting open. Guys are getting open, making plays. And um, coach was dialing it up, dialing up and giving us the best chance to succeed. And um, coach called a great second half. And, you know, we, like I said, we did enough to get get this win. When you set up past the Zach, that was a pass ball that you threw it. That game's high. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably hard to <laughs> appreciate it. I mean, again, the, some of those plays um, late in the game, like I said, we knew that our backs were against the wall. You know, I think they brought cover zero on a couple of those. Um, Zach did a great job getting open and, and sealing the deal. Hey, Carson, you stood up here after some empty fourth quarter drives this season. What's the level of personal gratification after a uh, Like I said, I mean, this is huge for, for this whole team. Um, I mean, to come in and um, – the after after halftime to, to be where we were and obviously knowing that our backs are against the wall this is kind of seasons on the line type thing and um, for guys to just stay tough stay together and um, late in the game and I was a little bummed we didn't we didn't win in in regulation you know came up a yard short on that um, third and long or whatever but um, to to come out in overtime and get the win and drive down and score right away that's huge for for me personally and for this entire team. Can you follow up on that though? Um, you, know, you had let the team come back victories. Team winning field goal. This this was as dramatic as this was. It had to be a little more than just. Yeah, like I said, like I said, it's big. It's big. It's big for for me and for all these guys. Um, and you know the emotional roller coaster of, of the day. Obviously, realizing how, how how poor we were in the first half, and and just how we it kind of just springboarded us in the second half. We just made plays and kept making plays and um, winning late in overtime. Like that's been a while. Shoot, I don't think I've had an overtime win. Um, that was just it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What was like? Um, like I said earlier, guys just kept saying, "Hey, just keep believing." Hang tough, keep believing, and you know we knew we had a ton, ton of confidence in the defense. You know they had a couple big plays, but we knew the defense was going to get those things fixed, and um, which they did, which they did, and we knew on offense we just had to you know put a couple drives together, stay together. Um, as you guys know, we have long sustained drives, and, and that's how we you know how we win games on offense, and uh, we were able to do that a couple times, and it was huge for us. Carson does evaluate how you play. Do you place greater weight on good plays you make in bigger moments? Does that matter to you in the way you evaluate yourself? Maybe other. I mean, I evaluate every play, you know, to be honest, and I expect it to be dialed in every play. And there's there's obviously plays I want back today. Um, that's going to happen every game. So I realize, you know, for for everybody else, they're going to put a lot of weight on situational ball, and, and I tend to do that as well. But at the same time, I'm going to evaluate every play, and there's a lot of things that I can clean up and be better at as well. Is there a conversation that you had or, or something that you reminded yourself uh, as you got later in the game that kind of allowed that, you know, uh, put the switch away? Not really. Um, not really. I just, you know, again, I just – 
just kept trusting the plays, trusting guys, and um, just trying to play fast. You know, trying to play fast and just you know make make checks at the line and do things and, and just get in and out of the huddle and play fast. And again, guys, guys kept making plays, and I can't say enough good things about the guys that stepped up and, and, and made those well, plays. Well, what was lined was, up at, at receiver basically at the end of the game there? I mean, is this stuff you're not even practicing as far as in there? That's why. Yeah, I mean, we've repped it here and there, um, but you know, like I said earlier, a lot of guys were in in positions that we haven't. That we definitely didn't practice this week, um, but you know that's that's the way it goes sometimes when, when guys go down and um, guys, you know the, the the wherewithal of each guy to know you know each position. You know we're we're switching X and Z in the huddle and, and guys are getting lined up and making plays and so um, not only making the physical plays but mentally being locked in. That was huge for us. You guys had the drive early in the fourth quarter. You came up short. You know, this field goal and everything like that. I mean. What was the feeling like you were still down a touchdown? Did you feel like there was still more time that you were moving the ball at least and if you had another chance? Yeah, uh, we still felt, you know, really confident on offense. You know, we, we came up short on that one, and I think I think that was the one I just missed Greg in the end zone there. Um, we thought we had one there. They made a great play. So uh, we knew we were still moving the ball, and, you know, we felt, you know, very confident on offense. Um, just came up short on that drive, but we were able to get another one and, and went down and scored. Carson, you mentioned a lot of guys contributing, but it just seemed like Boston Scott really – uh, was kind of the spark plug. He really got the crowd energized with some of those big runs and catches that he had. Did you kind of uh, sense that lift that he was providing? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, Boston, I mean, we've seen, I mean, shoot, started the year, I think, on the practice squad, and we've seen what he's done in, in camp and um, in preseason, but obviously his, his opportunities have been limited throughout the season. And um, tonight, to, to step up the way he did, um, you know, running between the tackles, outside the tackles, making plays in the screen game and um, in the passing game. I mean, he did a great job. And like you said, he's kind of a little spark plug for us there. And um, just like each guy that I've mentioned tonight, I mean, those opportunities for them to step up in, in key situations like this, it's huge for their confidence going forward. Uh, you guys lost Lee. You, you lost Alshon. Yeah, I guess I don't know their injury statuses yet. I mean, like I said, I'm going to talk to those guys. But if that's the case, you know, it, like I said, the, the confidence that each of these guys um, gained from tonight, you know, kind of with our backs against the wall um, was huge for, for us, for me to trust in them and keep believing in them. And, and this whole team to kind of rally behind those guys and going forward, you know, th this one was big for us and hopefully we can feed off it. You mentioned Perk, Boston, and Greg Ward, all all three of them were on the practice squad yeah. for a chunk of the season. When you see guys, how, how, how do the veterans kind of, you know, the, what's the process as far as accepting guys on the practice squad and, and working with them and, and yeah. making sure they stay up mentally? Um, you know, it, it's funny because the, each week to week, it, it's so fast. You know, you don't have a lot of time to, to sit and, you know, make sure everyone's ready. It's just, hey, you're in. You know, it's next man up. It's time to go. And, um, you know, it just it shows that those guys have been working all year. You know, even though they're on practice squad, they're going scout team reps, um, that they've been working, getting better at their craft all year long. And they're still locked in um, to the game plan each week so that tonight when they're asked to, to play X or Z or F or Y, whatever it is, um, they're ready to go and make plays. Carson, um, one of the things Moss was saying was that you kind of showed leadership there in the second half. Like, did you do anything differently? I mean, was it kind of... I don't think so. Um, just, again, just trying to make everyone keep believing, you know, because we knew um, the first half we struggled, but we just, hey, just keep believing. And I said, shoot, I said, our back's kind of against the wall. It's time to go. And um, guys stayed together and did a great job. Thank you, guys. Uh, Lane Johnson uh, is week to week. Um Alshon is a little more significant. I am waiting on one more uh, test result later this afternoon. 
Uh, it's a little more significant with him, and then we got to do a you know a course of action, a plan with him. You know, here pretty soon probably. I'm going to wait before I comment on that. Uh, it, it's just I'll just it's significant um, until I get this last test result this afternoon. How about Lyle and JJ? Are they okay? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's his ankle. Uh, Carson fell into him yeah. during the game, um, and just an ankle. So week to week. Uh, Jalen Mills uh, should be okay. He'll be day to day. The only thing you'll see probably is a, a brace, you know, on his on his elbow. But uh, other than that, he's he's good. So what's the early plan then for uh, right tackle next week? Would it be Big V? Yeah, just like we came and got out of the game, you know, yesterday with, with Big V getting work there. Obviously, you know, Andre can can cross train both sides. Uh, Matt Pryor uh, is available, so we got we got options there. Peters had mentioned last time that Lane missed a game that that he would be willing to move to right tackle if if, if it was in the best interest of the team and let Andre play left tackle. Is that a consideration? We'll we'll look at everything. Obviously, um, I thought Big V uh, did a nice job in a game yesterday. He and Brandon side by side. So um, right now, we would consider just keeping that you know kind of status quo there. How about wide receiver? What's the plan there? Um, you know, wide receiver, we definitely definitely got a couple guys on practice squad if we need to make a move. Um, obviously, as you know, we could we could look outside the building, you know, if we need to. But uh, we're, we're going to work through that today and, and and try to get something in place here pretty quick. Do we're you, back on the field tomorrow. Do you expect to have Nelly on Sunday? That one's still up in the air. Um, you know, we just got to continue to work through his injury and where he's at. Um, we got to continue to have conversations with him and and uh, see where he is uh, prior to, to this week. Can you go into a game again with three receivers? I mean, obviously, you know, you never know what's going to happen. We, we uh, you know, it's unfortunate with Alshon, you know, um, in this early in this football game. It is difficult uh, to, to go in with three, but um, I'll tell you this. I, I'll say that uh, the guys that, that did play, J.J., Greg, Perk, that stepped up, um, Boston, did an outstanding job and uh, really helped us win this game. Alshon has been playing through multiple injuries. Uh, is this related to that as a cumulative effect? No, separate. Yeah, this is totally separate. separate, yeah. In this moments in the game, the young guys, the way they stepped up, uh, how, how big is that for the confidence of them and also for Carson and the offense that we got to have those experiences? Yeah, I think the confidence level just, just increases with all those guys, you know, that played um, – for JJ to have the success he did, and 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 obviously Greg and Perk, I mean, and then, and then just Carson to, to trust and have you know that that continuity with them, and and uh, you know all three of those guys had major impacts and and in the football game, and um, you know, and and that's exciting to see. And these guys are they're they're eager and they're 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 wanting to uh, to, con- to continue to learn and grow, and and uh, the more. I guess the more that they're working with Carson and that that, that first unit, they'll just uh, they'll just fit right in and and uh, and hopefully help us you know win another game. There's a lot of comparisons between Boston Scott and Darren Sproles for obvious reasons, but when you look at what Boston did yesterday and and the play calling for him, how much of that is maybe some of the plays that you have left over from when Darren Sproles was uh, still healthy and playing this offense? It's a little bit. Um, you know, a little bit of carry over there. I mean, there are. I think the comparison is 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 good. You know, um, between the two, because you know, body types and size and speed and athleticism and all that are uh, relatively the same. Uh, 
And it was good to see Boston get in the game and, and do the things he did, uh, honestly. And uh, it just gave us as an offense, there was a change of pace. You know, there was a quickness there. And, that, and that's just Boston. You know, it takes nothing away from the other guys. But something we can uh, we continue to, uh, you know, to implement into our game plan and, and, and find ways to, to utilize him, you know, in the offense. After the game, you said that tempo had something to do with Carson's uh, second-half success. Uh, we've seen that over the years. What, what has been the reasoning behind not going as much to that? Well, I, I uh, we attempted actually in the first half to do that. Uh, we just we just were unsuccessful with some of the, you know, first or second down plays. We get you know then we're in a third down situation. And it's hard to to overcome. You know when we really got into our rhythm, we were creating more first downs. You know it was first down to first down to first down or first to second, and get get another first down, stay on the field. Uh, so we got in a rhythm that way. But it's not from, you know, our attempt as an offense to try to get to it sooner in the game. What about, what about the opening drive? How long did you mention that? What did we go, three, four, four plays yesterday? Yeah, I mean, the plan, is the plan ever to just go in and say, Yeah, just Yeah, we talk about that sometimes. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that. Um, and, you know, I talked with the offense even in this game, to, to do it, not no, not necessarily the first series, but at least maybe the second or third once we got into the flow of the game. Do you, with Boston, do you anticipate a role for him, uh, even when your other backs are healthy? I mean, has he shown you enough that he, he deserves a shot? Sure. Yeah, sure. And where we are right now as a team and, and offense, I, I think that, uh, you know, his performance and what we've seen in practice, too, and really it goes all the way back to training camp and, and uh, some of the preseason games where he played and then showed uh, some of that uh, – uh, speed and quickness, um, uh, I think, can really make an impact for us. Do you think the energy those guys bring, like Boston, JJ, and, you know, Greg, and, and Vernon, just because they haven't played and, you know, this is, they see this as their opportunity, do you think in a way that's kind of contagious to the rest of the team just because, you know, they're glad to be there on the national stage and everything? I, I think so. I think just, you know, having that, that youthfulness out there, um, and and uh, some of the plays that they do they do make and do create, the other guys feed off of that, um, you know. And so I think any time that you know, because they, the the rest of the team, I would say that as they watch these guys in practice and make these plays in practice, and now they're starting to show up in games with some of these young players, I think that's where it becomes contagious, and and uh, you see the excitement from the rest of the team when a play is made in a game. Uh, because they see it in practice, and um, so yeah, I do. I do think that those guys, the rest of the team, can feed off of that. The game situation question, Doug. In, in the past, down two touchdowns, you would go for two on the first touchdown. Look like you were thinking of it. Why didn't you go for two? The first um, personnel, really. Uh, Alshon. We had a couple plays designed for Alshon. He was out, and then had a couple of runs designed there for Miles, and, and just we had just didn't feel comfortable at the time until we got more information on some of those players. But uh, elected to go for, you know, the extra point there, obviously. And then uh, had we gone for two, as you know, which well, I was planning on doing that, it would have been the game-winning drive as opposed to the game-tying drive at the end. At what point will you, will you do that if there was like two or three minutes left in the third quarter? Like at what point in the game will you go for two in that same situation? Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was – what were we – I, I, you got to be careful not to just chase chase points, especially if it's early, say the first half. Um, but where we were in that game and, and not scoring until the third quarter, 
um, that was for us the, the the right time, you know, to, to go for two. So you, you got to be careful that way. I don't think you do it necessarily in the first half of the game, but I think where we were was the right time. Um, and there's been there's been times where we've had eight, nine, or ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. And, and of course, then, you know, we would do it for sure. When you had the fourth and three and sent the uh, offense onto the field for the punt unit and then they called the timeout, were you planning on going for it or were you trying to draw them off sides? One of two things. Um, well, three things, really. Um, either attempt to draw them off, uh, take the delay game back up five and punt the football or, you know, see if they would burn the timeout, which they did. And, and uh, so we got one of three. As you, as you watched the tape, um, what changed in the, in the second half? What what on offense was different that allowed uh, Carson to, to play so much better? You know, I, I do think the, the tempo of the offense uh, picked up. I think guys were, you know, um, we had a little little bit more success running the football. It was a good run defense, as we know, going into the football game. And, and so we had a little success there running the ball, which helped. The play-action pass really picked up. And then getting Carson outside the pocket a couple of times. But I, I think just the tempo of the offense picking up and, and creating some plays helped us, uh, you know, get ourselves back in that game. Yeah, we've seen some big games from Carson before, obviously, back in 2017, even this year over in Green Bay. But where does this one rank from the standpoint of first overtime win, the drive he was able to put together late in the fourth quarter for kind of finding that momentum? I, I think this would have to be his number one game, quite honestly. Um, and he would, you know, you could ask him later later this week, but I just think from from the standpoint of putting the team on his back and, and, and leading this team down the field, you know, down two scores and, and to tie the game and of course to win it in overtime. Uh, some of the plays that he did make, uh, whether it was, you know, uh, extending it with with his legs or uh, you know keeping a play alive and, and and finding receivers down the field, just uh, and then his toughness to stand in the pocket and, and take some shots. Uh, I would say this would be his number one game, you know, in the four years that uh, uh, has really kind of, you know, uh, it's exciting for him, and I think it gives him confidence moving forward that you way. You know, I have a fourth that question was asked. Did you already thought that that was his best game? Is that something? Um, yeah, you think about some of the big games he's been in, you know. Uh, you know, go all the way back to the, to the Rams game in 17 where he was playing. You know, he was having an MVP season that year, and that was a big game, obviously you know, to, to help us win the NFC East. And even though he got hurt that day, you know, uh, that was a big game. There, there's been there's been games like that where he's had big games. But this one where to be down the way we were and, and to lose another receiver, uh, to lose your right tackle, you know, and, and, and to to really step up and make the plays in, that, in those conditions too, um, really to me uh, – I feel like that's that's his best. That's his best he's played, and and it's something he can continue to to, to, to grow and, and, and work on. Carson plays Sunday. This will be the latest he's taken snaps into December in three years. How important are these last three games for him in terms of playing <coughs> under this kind of pressure? I, I I don't I don't think there's any more. He has to. I don't think he has to put any other any more pressure. On himself because of that, I, I think that the pressure will be there. How's it? What's important? How important is it for him to experience this type of these types of playing conditions? He has yet to. Well, I, I think I think it's I think it's a little different, and I, and I think it's different from this standpoint that that uh, you know 
the pressure that, that we may feel now is that every game's a must win, as you know. And and so for him, it's that's that's just where our team is and, and our team has to has to understand that. I, I don't think that because he hasn't the last two seasons, you know, played in these games, I, I just think that I think he's past that, we're past that, we're too far down the road. I think where we are as a team, if this makes sense, just the pressure of having to win this game because of what's at stake, I think is more important for, for all of us. Doug, is there significance in, in Carson's uh, teammates seeing him do that, uh, having that kind of game? Uh, as he kind of ascends uh, into a further leadership? I, I think so. I think that, you know, he, he gains more confidence uh, with his teammates, you know, uh, in him and his ability. And, and uh, you know, I, I listen, I – I played with one of the greatest, you know, fourth quarter quarterbacks in Brett Favre and really Dan Marino for that matter, but but Brett Favre for eight years and and you you can see it when when it gets you know crunch time you put you put you put it on the quarterback and and, and guys rally and that's what we saw yesterday and I think that's now what you're going to see and hopefully you see as as we continue to, to to grow as a team and you know hopefully years to come that that's that's the case that the guys now can ascend around Carson and, and uh, uh, we can put it on his shoulders and say, hey, let's go win the game. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Appreciate it.